0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. This is packs what she said now here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. And there are some really important games to be played for the playoffs um, because somehow we still care about that. So I guess we are going to have to try to talk about one of them here. <laughs> Because also after we recorded our recap show, almost immediately, we got the schedule. So the Packers are playing the Lions. uh, They're the last game of the slate, last game of the regular season. uh, Primetime Sunday Night Football at Lambeau on Sunday. This one will be interesting for a multitude of reasons I'm sure we'll talk about. But mostly I felt the where they slotted the Packers in was extra interesting considering that there are some things that can happen prior to the Packers game that will give them a little bit of an edge or a little bit of a boost.
1: I agree. I always have a hard time with week 18. I, I will say I love the change that they made. You know, if, I don't even know if it was like five years, 10 years ago at this point, I like the it's division games because I always feel like you can get up for a division game. If it was like, you know, the Cardinals against the Jets, like, you know, there's not a lot of intrigue in something like that, but, you always kind of want to play spoiler for your division, if nothing else, your rival. You don't want them to, to have a better seed, whatever it is. So I like that they made that adjustment to have these games be division games. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it sucks if you're you know a Seattle fan. And it sucks for a lot of these guys that have incentives in their contracts because you think about, OK, if Seattle wins and the Lions are eliminated before they even come to Lambeau Field, Yes, you can say that Dan Campbell is going to have his guys ready to play. They're going to want to be spoilers for the Packers. They're not going to want to let the Packers into the playoffs. It's a division rival. A lot of these guys have incentives in their contracts. You know, they might feel like they have to play to make the money that they're, you know, deserve. Especially maybe after you see something like what happened to DeMar where you feel like you need this financial security. So you're going for these incentives. But at the same time, if you see something like that and you don't have anything to play for where are you at mentally then as far as can you even like, you know, get yourself up to play a game like that? So I think there's a lot, you know, mentally that a lot of these guys are going to be weighing this week where if you're playing a meaningless game, you know, how do you approach going into Saturday and Sunday?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of questions that players ask them, ask themselves this week that they might not have even thought to ask before or known to ask before and, like, it might be truly, like, personal decisions, discussions they have with their families, right? Discussions that I'm sure are taking place in the locker room around, like, what everyone is comfortable. Like, they've called themselves a brotherhood and a fraternity. I've heard it a 100 times this week. And so I'm sure that they're going to be kind of leaning on each other when it comes to that. Um, the Packers don't have a meaningless game. Right. <laughs> they have a very meaningful game. Very simple. Simple path, just win and you're in. Um, But I think the Lions are really going to put up a fight because it's also a meaningful game for them too.
1: Yeah, and that's why, I mean, we talked about it, you know, before we found the schedule out, obviously, like 10 minutes after we had sent our (laughs) show to the producer. But yeah, if if the Seahawks win, this becomes a meaningless game for the Lions. And I think that's where, you know, the schedule is obviously set months in advance, right? The Packers knew their schedule in April. They always knew that they were going to end with two home games against the Vikings and the Lions. So, I get being frustrated that this game got flexed to Sunday Night Football, which historically favors the Packers at Lambeau Field, especially in the cold. Um, but it's not like they changed like the location of the game or anything like that. The Packers were always going to finish with their two home games. But yeah, I do I do think that it's you know should have been maybe could have been. A 330 game because we know that the Packers are going to have a big market and that market will draw in a lot of ratings for Sunday Night Football that a game, you know, let's say like the Texans and Colts might not otherwise have brought in.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I do think that the way it was flexed, besides like take the Seahawks out of it, just looking at purely the individual matchup of Packers' lines, very much favors the Packers. Packers and Aaron Rodgers historically play very well in primetime, especially at home, especially in these conditions. I don't think it's actually going to be that cold in Green Bay. It's going to be in like the 20s. Um, but regardless, like that atmosphere at Lambeau for this game um, is going to be an advantage for the Packers for sure. I know you and I are plugged into, you know, some people that actually live up there and they're doing everything that they can to make sure tickets are only going to Packers fans, not Lions fans. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a, an absolute madhouse. Matt Lafleur has been, since he really started, I would say, (laughs) like very invested in the way that the fans assist this team when it comes to like what they can do. And I mean, you and I were offered to go, we can't, but like, I would, if I could and I would do everything in my power to make sure that like, there are no, um, no waves on offense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But my point being is that like the flex of this game, it favors the Packers, not like, look, none of this, like, is, you know, going to move the line for Vegas. Right. Meaning that I don't think it's anything like statistically relevant, but when it comes to the momentum and the energy that the Packers have been kind of riding this last month in their win streak, this should push that along.
1: Yeah, especially, I mean, thinking about just these two teams are so different also from the last time that they played, and I think that's what makes this a really intriguing matchup as well. Everything you've listed already would favor the Packers, but on paper you could argue that the Lions are better in a lot of categories. You know, statistically this season, maybe the Packers are Mm -hmm. on – a little bit of a hotter streak, considering, you know, the Lions um, struggled against the Panthers, and then they got to go beat up on the Bears, forty-one to ten. That was probably kind of cathartic for them. But they were on yeah. a three-game win streak, you know, before they ran into Carolina and they beat the Packers. It wasn't a pretty game by any means. It was fifteen to nine, and it was just a completely ugly game. But they had one of the best very red zone off. for the
0: Packers,
1: <laughs> very rentable, and they dropped it. But this is just. What the fourth best offense in the league in the red zone compared to the Packers who have struggled in the red zone all season. Just a lot to like on paper for the lions
0: actually. Yeah. And common opponent has its pros and its cons, right? Like these teams know each other, they've played each other, they fought each other. Maybe some players have played for both teams. And yes, I'm thinking about Jamal Williams who has 15 touchdowns on the year. Um, this offense, you know, Jared Goff has been not astronomically phenomenal, but he's playing very well. He hasn't thrown an interception since his interception to Jair in week nine. So insane, insane, right? Like he's playing very clean ball. And I think for Jared Goff, that says a lot. Um, He's reached over 4,000 passing yards, right? Like he's doing what he needs to do. And Dan Campbell has his guys ready to go. You want to talk about, clean ball and, you know, brotherhood and locker room prowess, et cetera, et cetera. Like this team plays for each other. They play together. They play to win. They do not care what the score is. They play till the clock is zero. And they're going to fight because I think, like we said on our last episode, the Lions haven't been in the playoffs in... I don't even know how long Matthew Stafford made it a handful of times. They've only ever made it to a wild card round and lost like this means so much to them. And that cannot be discounted.
1: What do you think, you know, the atmosphere is like for knowing all of the things that, you know, if Seattle wins at, you know, they find out at like 630 that Seattle wins and they're eliminated. Like, do you think that they're just going to be so defeated
0: by them? No, I don't think they care. Like, I would maybe say that about a couple of other teams. Okay. But I think the Lions are the kind of team that play to the end. That seems to be what their rallying cry is, you know, bite the kneecaps off, like just simply <laughs> do not care. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Dan Campbell like kept the news from his guys. It did something like that where it's just like it simply doesn't matter we go out here and we try to win this game unlike the Vikings I don't think that the Lions are out here like trying to play spoiler I think this win is less about the Packers and more for themselves
1: yeah that's a good way to look at it it's very much a culture setting kind of mm-hmm. thing where you know even if they're not eligible for the playoffs that the turnaround honestly that they made to start the season obviously starting with the Packer game when they went from one and six to two and six and then went on just a complete hot streak. You know, they've got the potential to finish this season above five hundred. And I think that would go a really long way towards what they're able to do next season and beyond. And, you know, I know we talked in the off season before the season had even started that, you know, we weren't gonna like, you know, head to Vegas and put Super Bowl odd favorites as a Lions team, but they felt like, you know, a Bengals team from a couple of years ago where if you get the right pieces in place, they can be like a surprise team that can inch their way towards the playoffs. And I think they did it maybe a year sooner than we were expecting, but the turnaround yeah. is really impressive. And especially, you know, after the draft and getting guys like Aiden Hutchinson, a complete, you know, locker room leader going to change their defense. Astronomically, you've got Amon Ross St. Brown in his second season, just, you know, over a thousand yards on the yeah. season. So a lot of uh, really impressive players for them that'll be around for a long time.
0: Yeah, they're really starting to build something here. And they do, they have, you know, we want to talk about weapons. They have a really, really nice trio of weapons in Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, and Amon St. Brown. Um, so the Packers defense is not going to have, like, a cakewalk of an evening. Um, they're going to have to play, I think, genuinely, like they played against the Vikings, right? Um, focus on, you know, Aim on Ross St. Brown in the past game, focus on stopping the run and do your best to get to Jared Goff. That that should really be the formula. I'd love to see them stay aggressive. Um, who knows what kind of night Goff will have, but if he makes even a tiniest of mistakes, you know, jump that route, get that ball, play ball hawk. Um, the the Packers have a nice chance. I genuinely, genuinely believe of, of winning this game. They just have to play like the clean ball that we've been seeing the last month.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think turnovers, again, are going to be really important. You had mentioned it, obviously, already about Jared Goff and how he is not throwing interceptions like we're maybe used to seeing from him in the past. Um, So just forcing, you know, some of these teams to make mistakes. Kirk Cousins was having, you know, a really safe season where he wasn't making mistakes and then, you know, comes out to Lambeau and guys like Jair are getting theirs. And, you know, just... The defense as a whole has looked a lot better. We talked about it with Justin Jefferson and Jair kind of shadowing him. Maybe we'll see some of that with Amon ra yeah. this week. But this
0: but is- unlike the Vikings, like this Lions team has a positive point differential. Like they're putting yes. up numbers. Fourth and three. like you said, I think the red zone is key here. Just honestly, keep them out of the red zone. <laughs> because I think once they're down there, you're going to have a really, really tough tough task ahead of you
1: yeah and I mean we know obviously Jam- Jamal Williams is capable of kind of busting one open but he's got 15 touchdowns for a reason a lot right. of them have come in the red zone where they're ranked fourth in the league um the Lions obviously they're a different team when they're not playing at Ford Field I know their numbers are you know at least midway through the season they were like staggeringly different where they were putting up you know tons and tons of points at home and then on the road they tend to struggle um it just I mean, even if you go back to the the game that they played at Ford Field on paper, the Packers were in it and honestly played better, you know, from they have better numbers as far as they had threw for almost 300 yards. They registered a sack. The Lions, you know, didn't get anything against Rogers, but it was just the Packers played really ugly football. They had three turnovers. It was just a really sloppy kind of game. And to to end with only nine points, obviously, you're not finishing drives. And we've seen this Packers offense grow. By leaps and bounds, I think, since that game um, where they're actually able to move the football and put up points, although probably not as many points as we're used to seeing them, or at least not finishing drives like we're used to them doing. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.